This is the Futurist Podcast and I'm your host, Joe Lenehan. While we're examining so many different parts of our lives when it comes to sustainability, this season it felt right to look at yet another aspect of our lifestyles, our interiors and furniture. Sarah Zarabinski is the founder of Design K&B, a modern lifestyle shop inspired by European interior design. Sarah and I share our approach to sustainable interiors in this episode and Sarah's insider knowledge of the industry and passion for independent artisan suppliers helps shed light on how we fill and decorate our homes in a really thoughtful way. For me, it's definitely a topic that deserves more consideration, especially considering the fact that we are spending more time at home than ever before. Check out Design KNB to look at Sarah's offering. And if you like this podcast episode, don't forget to like, subscribe and share the episode with a friend. Over to my conversation with Sarah. Very good morning and a happy December to you. God, I'm really aging the podcast now by saying that, Sarah, but it's great to be here with you this morning. How are you and how are things? Oh, I'm great. Thank you so much, Joe, for having me on here. It's really great. Yeah, and I can't believe, like you said, it's December. My God, what a year it has been and it has flown by. It's just, uh, it's just incredible where the last nine months have gone. It's just, yeah. I know, despite everything, it still went by in, in a whirlwind, didn't it? It's, it's pretty okay. crazy. Well, I'm excited to talk to you because we met via my uh, business that I own with my business partner, Caroline Forn, which is GAF, which is an interiors company. So we met via that, but I think we have a lot to discuss and a lot in common. And you raised some really interesting points that I was like, okay, there's definitely a podcast episode in there. So Sarah, first of all, why don't you explain a little bit about your company, Design K&B, what it is, how you got started. Yes, totally. Um, So I started my company um, about a year ago now. I guess um, my background is a bit different. I'm half German, half Irish, and I've kind of lived um, throughout Europe most of my life. And I my last stint in Europe was 11 years in Brussels. It was meant to be one year and ended up being 11. Um, And uh, then I moved back to Dublin four and a half years ago. And we're kind of set out to find our permanent home in Dublin and renovating because that was kind of the easiest, the the most, the best option to really put your own stamp on it to find a place to renovate. And after that, it really inspired me to start my own business just because um, I really struggled to find different furniture pieces. And I guess having been spoiled somewhat living in um, Brussels for so long, where you kind of have a very eclectic mix of lots of different styles from all over Europe. Um, I kind of wanted to bring some of that to um, to Ireland. So that's what kind of got me going to just to start Design KNB. And it's it's been an evolving journey, to be honest, um, as we were just discussing, Joe, before we, we started recording. Um, and because I kind of went in head first and um, in, into the journey and have been kind of finding my feet and finding suppliers as well and and people that I um, can see myself working with long term as well. Well, there's a lot of uh, things in common there with the GAF because I suppose we started GAF. I come back from New York. I was living there for a very, very short time, but I came back and I noticed what you noticed was that in New York, there was this crazy, vibrant interior scene, flea markets and interiors were so fluid and, you know, people changed up their interiors. Whereas I'd grown up in a country where like you buy one 
sofa and that does you for your entire lifetime <laughs> it was all very set in stone so myself and Caroline definitely saw that there was a need for that here so what yeah. was it that you couldn't find because you also couldn't find stuff here like what, what what were the kind of items that you just couldn't get your hands on that that had been plentiful in Europe um well I just found pieces that really kind of that not everyone else had you know because I, I found it was a lot of the same. So you were kind of, well, I think a home should really reflect your personality. You know, it shouldn't be like an Ikea catalog, you know, where everyone has the same thing or a, a different a different company catalog. So you kind of want to really express the individuality. So that, that got me really into, yeah, trying to work with suppliers that were kind of more bespoke, more unique in their offering as well because we're, we are all uh, unique individuals and we all have our unique identities that we want to express. And um, that was, that was kind of important for me. And uh, yeah, I think you make a great point about New York. It's, it's also that kind of eclectic mix where you can really find bits and bobs that, that um, express your personality. Yeah. And that work together and that are a little bit of fun and yeah, a nice mix and match for sure. I'd love to know if you ended up bringing any stuff from Europe here. I have a friend who lived in Berlin for a couple of years and she used to be on to me the whole time being like, you need to come over and just ship all of this amazing furniture back. So did you end up gathering any bits from your time living abroad? I did. Yeah, I had um, I had a flat in, in Brussels and I left a lot of it there, but um, a lot of it because I, I ended up kind of starting with my flat. I did buy a lot of Ikea furniture, but then I was like, no, this is because it was what I could afford at the time. And I was like, no, this is not me. So I ended up kind of, yeah, replacing or adding a lot of things that really expressed me and kind of looking for those more timeless, more um, better quality items that I really loved and that um, that have still come with me. So that are still in my house today um, because they're kind of something special that you really feel you know, you've invested in them and you just love them, you know, even 10 years later, they still, and, and the great thing with those kind of items that you really like is that you can make them work in whatever place you live, you know, they might not be in the same room, but they will still find a place in your home. So. Yeah, totally. So how would you describe the style of design KMB? I think it's kind of, um, it's eclectic, I would say, because it's kind of a mix of Scandinavian, it's a mix of, of mid-century, and it's a mix of Art Deco as well, because I, I like a bit of the kind of the gold pop as well. Um, I have a lot of that in my own home, um, but I do love also the Scandi element of kind of the... Um, the wood, the kind of raw wood, the proper wood, um, and and I think that's that's uh, very evident on on in my in my business as well in my shop, um, but yeah, I really love those kind of mix of of styles as well, and I think they work very well together because that's I think you some people are just one style, but I think you know having the the different styles they can mix well together work work extremely well. Yeah, and you you certainly pull it together really well. We featured a little corner of your home on Gaff a couple of months yes. ago, and it's so beautiful. You really do like you can see all the different ears and styles, but they just 
work so beautifully together, which is great inspiration for people who, who want to have a look. I'll put the link to that below so people can have a sneak peek into your home and see what you're up to. So, so you had this great urge to start the business and obviously saw that there was a niche. What was, how has the last year been? What has the response been from people? Are you finding similar minded people who also want that kind of influence in their homes? What's it been like? Yeah, it's been great. I mean, it's it's um, it's been very good, and I think um, definitely people have been saying, yeah, they they're looking for different things. They are finding that um, I think, and I think the Irish market is very much evolving. The interiors market, and I think it's changed an awful lot in the last years, and it's amazing to see that so many new kind of businesses are coming up as well. But like, I think there's still kind of a lack of different things, you know, that that you see um, in in other countries. So I think that's that's definitely been a very positive response and also being able to yeah source kind of I, I mean, like we discussed, I'm kind of looking at, I guess, sourcing more sustainably as well, because I think. And one thing I noticed in myself is is over the years of, of buying furniture, I personally prefer to buy furniture that is of higher quality, that I can up you, reuse, uh, um, upcycle, or even kind of sell and um, and you know give it a new lease of life. Someone else will give it a new lease of life, but at least it kind of maintains that value. And that's been something that um, has been a real focus for me as well with Design KNB to kind of focus on stuff that, you know, maybe after 10 years, you're like, okay, I've, I've loved it as much as I can, but now I, I want something else, but it will still maintain its value and you can still give it a new home. And, and that's, I think, really, um, really important as well. Yeah, for sure. And I totally agree with you in terms of Ireland kind of finally catching up. It seems we're always a little bit behind in terms of like, you know, fashion, beauty. And I think, you know, everyone has a handle on their wardrobe and their skincare regimes now. And now people do seem to be turning their attention to their homes, especially over the last year, because we've just had to spend so much time at home. I know even through GAF, so many more people have been engaged in looking at how they can make their home places just really reflect themselves as opposed to just very mm-hmm. functional places that they sleep eat and now work and work out and everything yeah. else you know really making them, them special places I love the idea of you know investing in pieces but also be willing to let them go and I suppose that's something that we've been talking about uh in the, over the last while is that um, during the summer we launched Scaff Shop which is a platform where people can buy and sell pre-loved furniture and everything by us is approved which means that we make sure that everything that goes up there is of a very certain style it's a very gaff kind of a style and that um, you know that it's in good nick and that the pictures are good so people can get a good look um, really trying to, to encourage that circular economy and what's been so exciting is to see that so many people do have really good quality pieces that they've had for a long time you know we encourage people to leave a really big description and so many people will say you know I've had this piece for eight or nine years and I love it so much but I'm moving house and it doesn't have a place there or you know I need more space and this is a huge dining table that I love but it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't fit um so it is exciting there is kind of the start of that here really isn't there like very slowly but surely yeah, and I think it like um, the the Gaff Shop has been an, an amazing initiative to kind of start that. I think because 
you know, you want to be able to give it a good home. You want to be able to resell something. And like you say, some people might be downsizing or they might be upsizing and that piece will, just won't fit. Um, so I think that's, that's um, I think it's fantastic. And I think it's so important to be able to kind of um, keep that circular economy going because that's kind of the future of, of sustainability, you know, as well. And, and being able to kind of, yeah, give things life for 20, 30 years, maybe not the same person, but um, it will keep going, you know, and won't be wasted. Well, as you mentioned, one of the keys to that happening and actually working is that quality is really strong. So I know you mentioned there on, you know, shopping for furniture in a really sustainable way. And that's something I really want to talk to you about because I suppose for myself, I'm renting. And so, and also I just moved into like, this is my first actual space that I've had to decorate and do anything. I've always lived with housemates and now my my boyfriend and I finally have our own space. So it's been a different experience shopping for furniture that we are now going to use in different rooms and that will possibly come with us when hopefully someday we get to buy. So that's been a whole new experience. And I'm only now starting to really get interested in sustainable furniture and how how that's made. And there's not a lot of information out there. So can you talk a little bit about that and just give us a little bit of information on on what we should be looking for and why? Yeah, totally. I think like, I mean, sustainable furniture for me really kind of focuses on um, not just following trends. I think like fast fashion, you know, we can kind of be kind of overly consuming and kind of just, you know, wearing one T-shirt for a week and then throwing it out. And I think there there is the trend with furniture in, in, in some aspects that things are very cheap. You go buy a bookshelf for 30 euros. You're like, okay, I'll have that for a year. Well, it, it doesn't last long. I'll just throw it out. And and I think that's kind of something um, that that should be avoided. And obviously, you know, and everyone has to buy within their means, within their budget. So for for one person, a budget might be lower than for someone else. But I think like meaning buying sustainably is kind of, yeah, buy secondhand possibly if you if that's what you can like if that's all you can afford, but buy better quality um, and buy materials that you know will kind of are solid materials that will kind of stand the test of time. And if after a year you're saying, okay, I'm renting, this won't fit my new place anymore after one or two years, then you can at least resell it and and give it a new lease of life that way. But I think it's kind of and and also looking at what the um, what the furniture piece is made of, you know, um, because a lot of um, furnitures are made of kind of particle boards that are very difficult to recycle, and there's a lot of chemicals involved in that. So actually, recycling them is then just is an awful lot of effort. And they might not actually come from sustainable forests as well. The wood might not come from sustainable forests. So it's it's understanding where the pieces come from, how they're made, and what kind of um, raw material they're actually made of, what kind of uh, sustainable raw material. So I think different options are, are totally possible. Um, you know, looking at kind of things like the gaff shop, looking at at um better quality even in in um cheaper cheaper interior stores looking at something more solid and um yeah also looking at the origin where is it actually coming from how far is it traveling i think those are kind of points 
really, um, really important points of sustainability. I love that actually, that point of where they've come from. If something's being yes. shipped from a very far away, what kind of carbon footprint it's having. Yes. And I love the comparison between uh, fast fashion and fast interiors because there definitely has been that over the last couple of years where a lot of high street brands have totally jumped on this new uh, appetite for interiors and you can pick up pieces very, very inexpensively but you know are they just a fad that you're going to have for six months and and I suppose like Gaff we've really tried to steer people away from that and just you know have fun with trends but make sure you're not just buying stuff and, and getting rid totally in terms of I love that you spoke there about what things are made of and I've noticed a lot of suppliers now will have a little FSC tag to note yeah. that the that the wood is from um responsible uh sourcing so are things like that important for people to be looking out on especially if they're going to invest in a, in a big piece would you recommend that they have a look and see you know what the materials where they've come yes, from? yes totally I I would totally recommend that have a look where where they come from I think that's very important you know and also to understand whether the suppliers are kind of um, the the wood that they're um, using is coming from sustainable forests, and and that means kind of that they're um, from forests where the ecosystem is protected, and also that every you know if a if a tree is being cut down, that a new tree will be replanted. It's about kind of trying to see what what can you buy that's a bit higher quality, that's a bit sturdier, that's not going to break after kind of a move, which is kind of the biggest hurdle to overcome with fast furniture, I think, as well, that some of the shelving and stuff, they're fine when once you've installed them into your house. But if you want to move after a year or two, that's when the damage happens, that's when they fall apart, and ultimately it'll end up in landfill. And that's kind of the the real problem. Whereas kind of buying something of higher quality of also of solid wood that's not made of particle boards will also mean that if it is damaged, which may happen, you can at least resand it and, and upcycle it and give it that new lease of life. And it's fashion, you know, if you buy something cheap, you're more likely to kind of, if it has a hole in it, to throw it in the uh, in the rubbish than if it's something you've spent a bit more money on, um, okay, you might not like it anymore, but at least you can then give it on to charity or give it on to someone else, you know? So it's it's kind of trying to see, okay, if you buy something um, cheaper, because we all have to live within our means, um, that at least do that and in a bit more of a aware and conscious conscious way. I think that's that's really the, the driving factor um behind any behind any purchase and i think i know myself kind of having lived in a household where my parents have the same furniture pretty much since we grew up and they've kind of we've moved so many times but they've taken it with them all those times and you have those kind of cheaper items and they just don't make it you know so they end up getting chucked out and and that's that's kind of the that's kind of the problem as well so it's just trying to um yeah buy less, I think, buy less, waste less, and you'll reduce kind of your waste footprint as well. Um, buy, buy more kind of consciously, I think. Um, but yeah, as, mu- as much as possible, obviously. Yeah, of course. All of us, you know, we all love to buy like a special thing every so often just to cheer up a yes. shelf or a corner. Sure. But it, it, it's about the staple pieces really, isn't it? And, and making sure they're yes. high quality. And it's like you said, if something's cheaper 
to replace rather than mend people will just throw it out and replace it and, and that's yes. where the fast fashion industry has left us so we just yes. really don't want interiors to go down the same route at all we need to do everything we can before we're in that situation in in 20 years time so Absolutely. now we need to get down to the brass tacks because this is all super in useful information it's really insightful. I'm sure it's given people lots of food for thought, but at the end of the day, people love an easy life and they just want to know, okay, give me three or four places that I can go where I can trust that it's going to be good quality, sustainable and, and really last me. So let's talk about some of your favorite suppliers and your favorite um, places to source furniture and home interiors. Yeah, so I mean, um, the suppliers I'm working with, a lot of them are based in Poland and um, they're kind of focused on sourcing sustainably. So the wood that they produce everything of will be locally sourced. It will be kind of from um, uh, what's sustainably managed forests. Um, if they're not uh, in Poland, they might be in, in Scandinavia, but again, the same where it'll be sustainably managed forests um, to really keep the ecosystem kind of working and functioning like it should do. And I guess the, the, the key thing that I love about the suppliers, I've, uh, a lot of the suppliers I've picked is that um, everything is made to order. So there's no kind of table waiting in the warehouse um, to be brought. It's going to be made from a piece of wood and it might take a bit of time. And that's also, I think, something that we've kind of gotten used to this kind of um, consumer society where we can pick up something um, cheap in the shop and we're not even thinking about our interiors as, okay, obviously we've moved on from kind of our parents' generation or our grandparents' generation where things, they had things for 50 years, but it's, it's also about thinking a bit more about what you actually need in your home. And sometimes I think that requires you to maybe be without it for a week or a month and to really understand what, what do you really want in that space rather than filling it up quickly just to fill a void. Um, and I think that's, uh, that's certainly something from, from my suppliers that I'm looking at that are, it's, it's bespoke, it's made to order. So everything is kind of, um, when anything is made, it'll be shipped straight to the customer. So there's no kind of waste from from that side of things as well. It's and, made and, for the person. That's that's yes. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's something that um yeah, I'm I'm really um kind of passionate about this also to find suppliers that are really artisan manufacturers. So I will probably be dealing with the owner who might also be making the product or he might have a um a carpenter who will be making the product, but it's really a kind of a small chain of, of production. And I think in terms of sustainable, it's also important to think about kind of fair wages and fair living. I think that also comes into play with sustainability. And I think the same topic has been raised with fast fashion. It's kind of, well, if something is so cheap, how much is the person that's making it going to be making, you know? So it's, it's kind of the same with, with interiors. It's like, okay, you have to think of all those chains and, you know, the person at the end, how, how much are they actually making? Um, so that's, that's something, and, and that's something I'm looking more and more into um, as I'm kind of expanding my um, suppliers. And one thing I will say about kind of, my um sourcing and where i source my products from i'm not kind of into the um, 
seasonality of interiors. I'm kind of looking at really timeless. So you're not going to be seeing a whole lot of like summer collection, spring collection, well, less so in interiors, but you know, kind of the new new seasons of, of interiors. Um, it's more really about timeless um, products that, yeah, in, in two years time, the same, same item will still be stylish, you know? And I think also an important point to raise is, I think sometimes the word sustainable can, meet, can leave people thinking that it's not gonna be stylish um, totally. and, and kind of fashionable. Totally. But I think that- <laughs> But I think that's- People can yeah, have to like, like put on their bamboo shoes and like <laughs> live in a grass hut. <laughs> and that's that's definitely not what I'm about. Um, it's kind of it should be you should be able to kind of live in a more sustainable way and just live in a more conscious way, I think. Um, but and and I think my focus is definitely on and on working with suppliers that um also produce beautiful, beautiful things. And that have kind of a story. They're made, they're produced, they're, they're handmade and, and then they arrive in your home, you know? So that's kind of the, the journey throughout that. And yeah, and I've got lots of, I've got um, a few more suppliers that I've kind of got in the pipeline that are very exciting as well, where it's again, the same, and that's more in the soft furnishing side. And that's again, the same ethos of, of sustainability there. They're produced um, locally and and um, the materials are sourced locally and and kind of but it's still extremely beautiful and you wouldn't think it's handmade and and all of those aspects you know um, if you saw it you'd think it's kind of like yeah it, it you wouldn't you wouldn't associate sustainable with with that kind of um, product so yeah I think it's and that's really the main thing that I'm kind of looking out for when I'm working with with suppliers. And it's kind of funny because I guess fast fashion, fast interiors kind of came to me or fast furniture came to me as an afterthought. It's something I've always had within me. So it's not something that I was actively thinking about that it's sustainable. But um, I've always kind of been very conscious of where things are made, even when I was sourcing furniture for my own home. Um, long before I before I started my own company and kind of interested to see, okay, I want to have something that I can resell and um, give it a new lease of life in 10, 20 years if I no longer have a use for it. But it's really, um, so yeah, I think it's it's really about living more consciously and, and trying to find, and when you're shopping, just asking the questions, you know, I think that's, and there's no harm in asking questions, you know, where things are made and what kind of materials they're made of. Well, you talked there about moving away from seasonality and Emma Manley was the first episode in this series. And she spoke about that. She's a fashion designer and she's completely disregarded these seasons now. Um, And I think things are going that way. And I think you're right with interiors, you do need to try and think of holistically, just taking a step back thinking about where it's going to live in your home. Does it go with your style? Like, yes, it looks great in the shop, but how is it actually going to fit into your into your living space? And another great thing for people to think about is that when they are buying from smaller suppliers, a lot of the time they're using materials that are free from a lot of toxins. I know it's a whole other area that we could get into, but so much furniture is made with highly toxic glues, plastics, um, non-flammable chem- chemicals, which are just 
really bad to have in the house. Carpets are the same, soft furnishings are terrible for it, the same with candles. So it's great to be looking at the sustainability of it and also just for your health. If you know, if if being kind to the earth it doesn't doesn't get you motivated. Think about your health and, you know, what kind of things you have surrounded by, because especially in your house, you know, whatever you're touching, whatever you're using, you know, has, has its own impact. So there's so much food for thought in there. And I know what you said is so true that we all slow down and be a bit more conscious. And it's, there's been the whole slow food movement, slow fashion. And now we're looking at, at creating a slow home so much easier said than done and we've really all been brought up to have things immediately have what we want really cheaply so trying to change our consciousness and change our approach is like a mega task but I think conversations like this really highlight why it's so important and as you said when you can do it in a really stylish beautiful way that 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 really helps it's so much harder if the stuff isn't great and you're, you're trying to sacrifice for the good of the world but when the stuff is that beautiful you know it really makes it easy what are some of your favorite pieces that people can go and check out and when they finish the, the podcast do you have a couple of items that you're that you're loving uh, at design KMB at the moment yes um i have a few suppliers that i really love and that are kind of yeah really uh, artisan manufacturers and i just think they're they're amazing and one of them being home um which produce beautiful um tables so they're all kind of made to order um of of solid solid oak or solid ash and all sourced locally um and yeah they're they're handcrafted there and then obviously um, for for a table it's not going to be like a week before when you get it it will take kind of six to eight weeks but the beauty of that when you get it it will last a lifetime and and to your point of kind of toxic um oils and and varnishings like they they wax oil wax their tables so which is a very natural process and use non-toxic materials that are even safe kind of have food grade and all of that and they're child safe and all of that as well so it it means that you know when you're getting um, a product like that in your home um, you you don't have to worry about anything like that Um, also another favorite of mine is the plywood project which is an amazing um, company who produce plywood furniture and um, the plywood is sustainably sourced from Finland and then they produce it and make these beautiful desks, chairs, um, kids furniture now as well and um, so they they come, part of it is kind of like um, you just have to kind of screw on the, the legs but everything is sustainably made, it's made in the workshop by the owner and then also varnished in a non-toxic way as well with kind of food grade and child um, safe um, varnish as well. So, um, no, I'm I'm really loving some of those and I'm kind of wanting to go more down um, finding more artisan producers because I think it's it's fantastic to be source uh, supporting um, European artisan producers. And I think with COVID, one thing has has really brought to light is that the globe is so so small and i think like europe is so small it's only hop skip and a jump and what i love is that it's okay it's still traveling from another european country to us but it's still not not far at all i mean you know so um so yeah those are those are some of my some some of my favorite ones at the moment well i encourage everyone to 
finish up this podcast and get onto your Instagram and website and just have a scroll through. Honestly, it will like lift your mood for the day. Such amazing pieces and collections that are always growing. As you said, you're constantly adding to them. Um, I'm sure, Sarah, if people have more questions or if they have um, you know, anything that you've touched on that they want to ask more about, they can just DM you on Instagram. I know you're super active. Yeah. So yeah, yes. get in touch with Sarah if you have any more questions or even if they need a little bit of help, they're looking for a special piece and they don't really know what might go. Um, it would yes. be great to get in touch with you and and use your expert eye. So I encourage everyone to do that. Um, Sarah, I'd love to have you back and talk loads more again. Let's do it next season and do an update because I think there's so much in there and it really, we only got to the tip of the iceberg, but I think it's a lovely introduction for people. Um, thank you so much for your time and all your amazing insight today. Thank you so much, Joe. It's been a real pleasure. It's been um, really fantastic talking to you today. Your first podcast of many. This is your first. <laughs> You're a dab hand. <laughs> Thanks so much.